Greetings, friend. Mike and Jody Cleveland here with Worship Wednesday. Hello, Jody. Hi. Hi. So exciting to talk about another um, song and to learn what a true worship song looks like, what it contains, yes. and how it moves our heart, what true worship is. Right. Not just raising your hands or sway into the music, but actually worshiping Jesus. Yes. That's why we do these Worship Wednesdays, because we want to convey what a true worship song really is. And we've talked about doing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Last week, if you want to check our Worship Wednesday, we did the good, or what I might call perfect. Great. <laughs> the blood of Jesus speaks for me. Yes. Uh, that was a fantastic song. We are inviting you to write in to help desk at settingcaptivesfree.com if you have a song that you would like us to review with you. And we're happy to do that. We have been sent in uh, songs already, Jody, and uh, we're going to do one today, what we would call the bad. Wah, wah, wah. Right, but, <laughs> but not, not in a, we don't mean to be unkind mm -hmm. um, while we're saying this. Please hear what we're saying. Um, this is not a criticism of the writer of the song or anything like that. What we're saying is that this song is incomplete. Yes, that's a good way to put it. The yes. song is incomplete, which makes it not actually a worship song. Right, it really does. So let's talk about this, and, and let's talk about, first of all, what is a worship song. So let's go back to the very first worship song that was ever written. Right. And it goes clear back to the book of Exodus. Right. Chapter 15 is where Miriam writes a worship song. She sings one. It's beautiful. And let's just read a portion of it. We can't read all of it. But verse 3 says, The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. And she goes on and on. But are you seeing a theme here? Yes, it's what the Lord has done. That is exactly right. She is worshiping the Lord based upon what he had done for them. Right. He had had overcome their enemy. Right. He had drowned Pharaoh in the Red Sea, even as he had set them free from slavery to Pharaoh, mm -hmm. he now destroys Pharaoh and they're free forever right. from him. Right. Now this points forward to the New Testament where Jesus came and by his death on the cross defeated our enemy right. and set us free. Right. And, and so this is what worship is. It is really declaring the worth of God, yes. and specifically for Christians, the worth of the Lord Jesus in what he has done for us. Yes. So every true worship song must declare who God is and what he has done for us yes. at Calvary. Yes. Anything less than that, right. and it's not actually a worship song because you're not declaring the worth of God, of the Lord Jesus who gave himself for us. Right. So that's the, the definition of a worship song. In the New Testament revelation, we hear, worthy is the lamb. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. He's a lamb. Mm -hmm. Why is he worthy? 
because with your blood you purchased men for God, yes. people for God. Yes. So it declares the good news, how he bought us with his blood, how he set us free from Satan's kingdom, how he rescued us and took us to be his own. Yes. That is a worship song. It because is. it declares the worth of Christ and what he has done. Basically, I think that there's a lot of, you know, in grammar, there's this thing called a fragment. And a fragment is just an incomplete sentence. Um, and so if you are in school and you write a paper and you have a fragment, you are going to be docked by your teacher. She's going to mark that this is an incomplete sentence. Right? And that is what many of the songs that we are given to sing these days in church are. They're fragments. They're just incomplete because they lack what you just talked about, what Christ has done for us. Any, uh, There's a lot of songs about our response to what Christ has done for us. But if you don't proceed your, the response with what Christ has done for us, then it, it becomes something different. Well, it becomes what you're doing. Right. Right? It becomes all about what you offer and what you bring and what you sacrifice and what you give. That's not worship right? song. It's a response to. Yes. But if you, it, like you said, I love that, the fragment. If you've left out that which enables and encourages right. us to do those things, then it's an incomplete and therefore not a worship song. Right, and it's really important that we don't have fragment songs. And the reason is because, Lord willing, there are unbelievers coming to church every week. They, people who do not know Christ. Right. And if we sing songs that are only about our response mm -hmm. to the gospel, then they walk away not really understanding what Christianity or what it means to follow Christ, what it means to receive the gospel. They right. just think we're supposed to do a lot of hard things. Right. That's a very good point. Mercy. Yeah. We don't want that. It's a fragment. We haven't, have not given what needs to be given to them or anybody else. Right. So today we're going to read one of these fragment songs, yes. one of these non-worship songs. Yeah. The name of it is Everything and Nothing Less. Oh. And I would ask you to go ahead and read this. Uh, it's everything and nothing less, and it goes like this. Humbly I stand, an offering. With open hands, Lord, I bring everything, everything and nothing less, my best, my all. You deserve my every breath, my life, my song. I surrender, I surrender all. Oh, I surrender, I surrender all. Lord, take control. I trust you. I'm letting go to give you everything and nothing less. My best, my all. You deserve my every breath, my life, my song. I surrender. I surrender all. Oh, I surrender. I surrender all. Everything and nothing less. I give you everything and nothing less forever. Everything and nothing less. Oh, my life is yours completely. Yours. Okay, so here... <laughs> Are you tired just listening? I mean... Here's, here's one way. We're trying to, to help people understand ways to determine if it's a worship song or not. Here's another way. Yes. If a Muslim mm -hmm. could sing the song, mm -hmm. 
uh, it's not a true worship song. Now, as you know, in the Muslim religion, they want to be devout. Oh, they are. They want to be fully committed to Allah. Mm-hmm. And so you could, they could sing, humbly I stand and offering with open hands, Allah, I bring everything, everything and nothing less. My best, I surrender all, Allah. Mm-hmm. Right, they you could. See, and, and so this tells us that there's no distinctively Christian message here. Right. We're not even singing a Christian message. Right. Uh, and so keep that in mind as you sing songs at church. Could a Muslim sing this? Could any member of any other religion also fully commit and devote themselves to their God? Right. If so... We've missed something here, haven't we? We have. And you know, Cain, when he brought his offering to the Lord in the beginning um, with Abel, uh, Cain brought vegetables uh, or fruits or whatever it is he had grown. Um, And it was his, as far as we know, his very best um, that he had to offer. And he brought this before the Lord and it wasn't acceptable. It wasn't. He gave his best. He gave everything, right? Um, yeah, you could hear Cain saying, humbly I stand and offering. With open hands, Lord, I bring everything. Right. Everything and nothing less. Lord, I'm bringing you my very best. I worked hard. This is for you. This is my offering. And yet it was not acceptable. Why? Because it was not the offering that God required. Which is Which what? was a lamb. Right. It was the sacrifice. It had to be the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Right, Hebrews, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you could offer yourself all you want to God and be like Cain, rejected. Yes, because if you don't come under the blood of Jesus, you don't come through the sacrifice, it's it's not acceptable. Now, we want to be clear that this type of a song is a wonderful response yes. to what God has done in Christ, to 100%. the blood he shed on the cross for you to forgive you. So let me give you an example. In, in Romans chapter 12, right. in verse 2, yes. it says, uh, do, uh, I'm sorry, in verse 1, right. it says, uh, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... Mm-hmm. to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Mm-hmm. So this person that wrote this song that we just discussed is has made a fragment. He has said, I'm offering myself to you, everything and nothing less. A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice, here I am. Mm-hmm. But he failed to say, in view of God's mercy. Right. And where do we see the mercy? We see the mercy of God at the cross of Christ. Right. Where he didn't give us what we deserve. He Thank gave you. Jesus what we deserve. Right. He pummeled Jesus. He punished Jesus. He poured out his wrath on Jesus to free you from it. Yes. To forgive you for your sins. Right. In view of that offering... And God's mercy presented at the cross, your proper response is to present yourself to God. After all, it's the only um, proper response to what Jesus has done for you. Exactly. And if you're singing a song that is a complete sentence, that has the God's mercy first, and then we offer ourselves. If an unbeliever is listening to that song, they understand. They say, oh, 
Jesus laid down his life for you, of course you would want to lay down your life for each other. That makes sense. I get that. As someone loved me that much, of course I'm going to love them back. They loved me. I'm going to love them back. Right? And that's how it is. God loved us. Because he loved us, we can love him. And we can offer ourselves because he has offered Christ to us first. Right. It's really important that you and I don't sit here and think, oh, we just have it all down pat. We know we can judge a worship song because we're so spiritual. No, no, no. That's not it. And that's why we prefaced this with what a true worship song is from God's word. It's declaring the worth of the Lord in what he has done for us. It is not cutting that message out. And simply saying, I'm here as a sacrifice to give myself to you, God. It's a Muslim worship. Some Muslims are very devout. Oh, more so than many Christians. Right? And they want to be devout. They want to give their all to Allah. Yeah. Um, And so we don't want to sing a song that any other religion could also pipe right in and join right in and singing. We have a distinct message in Christianity. Our message is unlike any human religion that man has made yes and we need to focus on our distinct message so that people's hearts would change so that they would want to worship right so we don't want any fragmented worship songs i like how you put that jody well right you know what i feel like the author of this song was worshiping he was Mm -hmm. he genuinely felt this way in his heart when he wrote the song it's just that we have to keep in mind that there are unbelieving people still in this world who need to hear the gospel. And not only the unbelieving people, but we as believers need to hear the gospel every single day. And we need to sing it Mm -hmm. because as we sing it, then when we hear, I I offer you everything, we're not suddenly weighed down with guilt thinking, well, okay, this morning when I yelled at my husband, mm. I guess I wasn't offering everything to God. Mm. Oh, I guess I wasn't a good sacrifice when mm. I was angry and didn't want to serve my children because mm. they were making me crazy. Right. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's this importance, uh, most important message of the gospel that has to be in the sermons and in the songs and in our hearts mm. because otherwise... It just is too hard. It's burdensome. It's it's just too much and, and not we don't have what we need. It's like it's like handing somebody rocks and saying, Make dinner. Well, mm. I can't make dinner with rocks. I need actual food. Mm-hmm. And then I can prepare it and make you something to eat. And so that's what the gospel is. Mm. It is our bread. It is our life. It is what we need to do all the things. Right? To love God and love others and serve others and be a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If you don't give me any bread, I'm just going to be anorexic and die. Mm. You feel strongly about this, don't you? I really do. I really do. I just want so much for everybody to know the love of Jesus through the cross of Christ. Yeah. Uh, We have a son-in-law whom we admire very much and love dearly. Right. And he is an unbeliever, has stated so freely and openly, um, and makes no bones about it. And when you ask him why, he says, because who would want to go into a building and sing songs about you killing yourself, about you giving up everything, about you dying, about you offering a sacrifice? I agree with him. Now, 
if he were to come into a building where he was overwhelmed at the love of the God who made him, who also died for him, who removed all his sins out of love, who took all the wrath of God away from him so that he could be free of guilt and shame, free of wrath, free of condemnation, and could live free and live eternally. Right. Oh my, what right. a different message. Right. Let's make sure that we don't sing fragmented worship songs. Amen. Thank you, Jody. We'll see you again on Worship Wednesday in one week. Okay.